Hey, music lovers, the Cannamom Show podcast in collaboration with Lambkin Guitars is giving away a custom-built, one-of-a-kind electric guitar built by Josh Lampkin. The solid one-piece hemp wood body includes a built-in glass bowl piece. Yeah, you heard me right. You can take a hit and then play a lick. Now's your chance to help the Cannamom Show crush cannabis stigma with your entry. Register for the Hemp Guitar Giveaway online at lampkinguitars.com. That's L-A-M-K-I-N guitars.com. The drawing will be part of a 420 celebration at the Goods Dispensary in Somerville, Massachusetts, where the guitar is on display for the month of April. But don't worry, you don't have to live in Mass or be present to win. Visit LampkinGuitars.com to scope out the Hemp Guitar giveaway details and entry form. You'll even find a video of what could be your guitar in action. L-A-M-K-I-N-Guitars.com If you're a cannabis business owner looking to expand into new markets and need guidance and support you can trust, consider Collateral Base a group that has done it before in multiple merit-based and limited market states. Collateral Base was founded by an experienced cannabis attorney with highly educated consultants with master's degrees and years of experience in the cannabis industry. The Collateral Base team is confident they know cannabis licensing better than any of their peers. And I encourage you to see for yourself. It just takes one phone call. If you're ready to expand your cannabis business into new limited markets, contact Collateral Base today at 309-306-1095. That's 309-306-1095. Or visit collateralbase.com. Welcome. You're listening to Casually Baked, the podcast. Home base for the can of curious. Thanks for tuning in. It's high time. We had a high time. Together. Together. Yes, it's a high time. We had a high time. Hi, y'all. I'm Joe, your host and cannabis lifestyle guide. Did you get the birds and the bees talk growing up? I didn't. Maybe my parents thought my big sisters would talk to me about sex, but they didn't either. I do remember all of the girls getting ushered into the library to watch a film about getting our period and what's happening in our bodies. Maybe that was like fifth or sixth grade. But the sex talk was the same message as the drug talk. Just say no. And that was the extent of it. Growing up in a small town where you know everybody's business I simply learned from others' quote-unquote mistakes. And coming of age in the 1980s and 90s with no internet or smartphone meant I was on my own to experiment with my body and sexuality, figuring it out as I went along. Today's tweens and teens will tell a much different coming-of-age story. From the moment they have access to smartphones and social media, Young people are subjected to a much different narrative on self-love, sexuality, and intimacy. I also find that they're much less concerned with their privacy. They've never known life offline like we older generations experienced. And many have no problem sending explicit pictures to each other 
or posting them to a Finsta account for others to like and comment on, giving little hits of dopamine and virtual confidence. I remember several years ago, a girl in her early teens was telling me about a couple of kids at her school giving blowjobs under the bleachers in the gym and they got caught. I responded that the worst we ever did under the bleachers growing up was sharing a kiss. And she quickly informed me that kissing was way more intimate than oral sex. And my mind was blown. Uh, No pun intended. Eh, a little pun intended. (laughs) My observation is that there is biological importance of pleasure and fulfillment of actually experiencing pleasure. And I see that that's taken a backseat to the appearance of things, the egotistical showmanship and material gain. So I called up today's guest to unpack pleasure and sex life enhancement with the help of cannabis. We're chatting with Katie Enright, founder of the California-based sexual wellness brand, Lavinia though she started out as a young woman with a very different life trajectory. We talk about her stepping away from nunhood and diving into the study of sexual experience and pleasure. Like so many of us, Katie discovered that cannabis can enhance orgasms and create a better sexual experience. When applied as a lubricant, cannabis dilates blood vessels, which increases blood flow, which makes achieving an orgasm easier and more intense, while making multiple orgasms more accessible. Yes, please! Katie started making infused lube simply for herself, then for friends who would ask for it, then friends of friends, and then friends of friends of friends, and before long, Lavinia was born. I can testify that when using THC-infused lubricant, I always experience more intense orgasms, and always multiples. I mean, always. I learned in journalism school never to say never and always. And here I am. Always. So if you're interested in getting better acquainted with pleasure and curious how cannabis can be your co-pilot on the journey, this podcast is for you. But before we get to the climax, a word from our sponsor, MJ Relief the Muscle Rub PhD formulated for what aches and pains you. The Fresh 15 sale is about to expire. So if you haven't checked out the Fresh new website, head on over to mjskinrelief.com. You'll save 15% on your order through the end of September using promo code FRESH15. Just like Katie with her lube, Monica and I batch-produced MJ Relief for four years for ourselves, friends, and family before finally sharing it with the rest of the world. The challenge was to choose an entourage of ingredients, all with anti-inflammatory, pain-relieving, and or skin-soothing qualities. MJ Relief is strong enough for performance athletes and gentle enough for sensitive skin. Explore our formulation and shop at mjskinrelief.com. And if you're listening on your phone, scroll down in the podcast app you're using to see the episode notes where you'll find links to this offer and more from other casually baked partner brands. Shopping podcast affiliates is a win-win because you saving money on the things you want supports the production of this show. And if you're picking up what I'm putting down, 
Please rate and review Casually Baked, the podcast on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Speaking of, thank you, Mentor SC, for your recent five-star review. Newfound gem, totally hooked. This show really is a must-listen to. Highly recommend. Mentor SC, that one small action helps other canna-curious folks find this highly responsible cannabis content. So thanks for doing your part to Puff Puff Pass It On. On this podcast, Katie and I talk about self-love, heightened sexual experience and orgasm, and how and why cannabis can improve your sex life. We talk dosing dilemmas and the benefits of silicone-based lubricants. As you can imagine, this is a candid conversation. So if you blush easily, maybe listen in your car or with your earbuds or headphones on. All right, enough of the foreplay. Smoke them if you got them and settle in. It's time to get casually baked. It's high time. We had a high time together. Katie Enright, thank you so much for joining me on an episode of the podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This is going to be a really fun and necessary conversation. Last week on the show, we were talking about shit, and that's such a taboo topic. So today, I was like, let's double down on taboo (laughs) topics and talk about sex. Like actual feces shit? Yes, (laughs) Yes. Amazing. Yes. Amazing. About how we expel toxins from our body. Go back and listen <laughs> to Podcast 231. That's amazing. Yes. So, Katie, being the founder of Lavinia, a sexual wellness brand, I feel like you've dug in, done the homework, and you're kind of an expert on sex life enhancement, don't you think? Yeah. Well, it's really interesting um, what you were saying before about like our early education for sex. So I actually studied theology and almost became a nun. So I was willing to take a vow of no sex ever. Right. (laughs) And when I decided to not become a nun, I was older and everybody had done everything. And I felt very uh, out of my depths. I felt insecure to ask people because I didn't want people to know my lack of experience. I was a little bit embarrassed by it. Um, And I didn't really know where to turn to, you know, like you mentioned porn, porn is great, but porn, you have to be careful and you have to know that it's two paid performers that meet an hour before they have sex, right? And it's not designed for pleasure. It's like the angles that they do and the positions that they do, they're designed for profit, right? This angle, a lot of people watch, so we're going to do this a lot, but that's not necessarily what's best for his comfort, her comfort, anyone's comfort, right? And so certainly, it's very- and there is ethical porn out there, but the majority of what kids are looking at immediately, there's nothing ethical about the porn. Totally. And even with ethical porn, though, it's not it's not taking into consideration the emotional experience that one has when they have sex, which is a really important element to it. You know, it just is the physical act, which is important to learn too, right? It's important to feel confident sexually and to understand and know what happens and why it happens and what's happening. Um, But so what I did is I did webinars and tutorials. Like I would secretly log in about how to like oral sex, anal sex, like everything. I just wanted to be really educated. So um, 
so that I knew what I was doing. I was comfortable. I was confident. When I didn't really, I would go further than I wanted to. I didn't know how to draw boundaries. I didn't know how to say no. I would do things that I didn't want to do, but I felt obligated to do. And then when I would do these webinars, like all of a sudden I had a wealth of knowledge and like friends would come to me asking me advice. And all of a sudden it's like the tide had changed and I became like a sexpert um, just because of the sheer fact of like just wanting to know everything. Totally. I like to call myself a student of the universe. Like if I'm going to get into something, I want to know everything about it. And, you know, there's such a shame factor around sex. And so oftentimes people are afraid to do that or embarrassed to do that. So kudos to you for just like, you know, pushing outside of your comfort zone and and figuring it out. Um, I also love that you started out from a place of, I am going to love God for the rest of my life. And then something ticked, clicked, you decided to change gears. Francois. Um, I was going to say, did that have to do with a man? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Francois, he was a Belgium knight named Francois. They'll get you every time. <laughs> oh, yes. Those Belgians, they certainly will. Um, but you also at a very early age started exploring self-love. You know, I have a lot of littles, and I get the occasional phone call from a young, you know, 20-something girl, late teen, saying, Aunt Jojo, like, I'm struggling. I don't feel like I love myself. And that's Um, a huge problem for so many people. And so when we don't know how to love ourselves, it's really hard to open up in an intimate and and sexual experience, which I think, you know, segues in really well to why cannabis is an excellent co-pilot in the bedroom. But talk about that early time for you. Yeah, it's really interesting because self-love kind of has two different facets. Like you're talking about like the the actual sexual self-love and then actually just liking yourself and and liking being around yourself, uh, which is also a really important component to it. It's really interesting too, because especially when you first start having sexual experiences, um, we expect people to know a lot, you know, and we're expected to know a lot. Like uh, I remember giving my first blowjob, like I didn't know what I was doing right I was so nervous about it I was insecure and luckily I had a partner that knew exactly how they liked to blow job and taught me exactly how he liked his blow jobs right and and for me I had never really explored my pleasure because again being a nun so when I started to explore my pleasure like I didn't know where I liked being touched and because of that when other people would touch me I didn't know how to communicate like yes I like that no I don't like that because I didn't I didn't really know myself and so I didn't start having really great sexual experiences until I started to explore myself and like my own boundaries and what I liked and what I didn't like and why I liked it. And, um, and that's, I think really, really important because a lot of insecurity can go into sexual experiences. You know, a lot of like performance anxiety, men have a lot of performance anxiety. You know, we joke like no man knows where the clitoris is. And it's like, but it's really helpful if we teach them, you know, if you show somebody like, this is how I like to be touched. This is the pleasure I like to receive. And to be really honest, everyone is totally different. 
Like <laughs> everyone yes. is really unique in what their fetishes, their kinks, their what makes them feel powerful, what they enjoy. And it literally can run the gamut. Like it can be completely the opposite for, you know, for one person and completely opposite for the other. And so it's about really exploring um, what each individual uh, their what they enjoy and what they desire sexually, but it it comes from us, right? Like it comes from us exploring ourselves and really mm-hmm. getting to know ourselves, and then loving ourselves too, loving the way that we look. Um, so many people are ashamed of the way that they look naked, and it's like it's it, it breaks my heart when I see that. Well, and if you go around pointing out your flaws, then you're just asking somebody to see them because most people are just excited to have another naked person in front of them. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. And if somebody does reject you when you get naked, that that's not the person for you, right? Like that shows you that that person is not a compatible match. Well, and the other thing too to circle back is in order for us to be able to communicate what we want, in order for us to know what we like and how we like it, we have to be confident. So we have to love ourselves so that we can get the confidence to turn around and use our voices and communicate that information to a partner. Otherwise you're just going to be subservient to whoever you're with and stumble upon the things that you like and want be like, Oh, well that was fun. I'll do that again. But like if you're exploring your own body and saying very sweet and kind things to yourself in the mirror every day, you know, then you're like, fuck yeah, I'm amazing. And this is what I want. And I'm willing to ask for what I want. Yeah, I love that. So orgasms are important. They are important for our health. So first, let's give people motivation to, you know, start exploring by talking about the importance of orgasm. I mean, it's so important for your physical health, your mental health, your well-being, like all around. But it's interesting, too, because I try not to put too much emphasis on the actual orgasm itself, because for some people, that is very hard to receive a climax. And so if they don't, they somehow feel like a failure. And I don't like that either. Right. I But for me, it's all about the exploration of yourself to like, like we, we just kind of talked about before, right. To really understand our bodies so that we can get to that climax because it really is the most incredible thing. I mean, my favorite moments with a partner is like moments after um, an orgasm has happened because it's just that level of like relaxation. Uh, you, you just feel so amazing. Like there's nothing yeah, on your mind. Yeah. There's it's euphoria. Exactly. That's, that's a, it's, it's amazing. And it's like, and that lasts for like a really long time for me and it like nourishes your soul. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's so important. Well, and I will add that in order to get better at having an orgasm with a partner, you have to practice, you have to masturbate, you have to masturbate a lot, you have to like get comfortable with your body. And you can touch yourself better than anybody else can touch you because you know what feels good. So if you're not making time to touch yourself, I mean, just the physical act of touch releases oxytocin, I believe I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, But Being able to just at the end of a stressful day, just fucking relax, hug yourself, tickle your arm, just be sweet to yourself, get yourself relaxed and and masturbate. Because when I've had a really stressful day, 
or I have a headache. There's a lot of different things that can be going on that an orgasm is healing for. So healing. Without anybody else around. (laughs) And really empowering. I find that after I masturbate, I feel really empowered and I feel really, I feel a lot more confident in myself because I'm so present with my body and where I am. And, you know, I just feel so empowered and relaxed and I feel like at that moment too is when I, when my tank is full and so I can give to others as well. Mm-hmm. And you're also like focusing on your root chakra when you're having an orgasm, when you're having sex. And as a, a woman's power center, like if we're focusing all of our thought and energy and love into that space, like you can't yep. not feel better afterwards and feel more empowered. Yeah, it's really interesting too because with what I do, a lot of people feel really open about communicating about their sex life, which is really one of the best things that's kind of come about this starting this company because um, it, you know, having somebody trust you enough to share their experiences is a really um, privileged position that I'm really honored to to listen to people's experiences. But so many women come up to me and say that they've never had an orgasm. And these are women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, like never, ever. And my my big advice to them is like, exactly like we're talking about, it starts with you. You know what I mean? Like drop a bath and touch yourself. You don't necessarily have to put too much pressure on yourself to have an orgasm because that in and of itself can prevent it, right? There's such a huge mental component to a sexual experience. Mm -hmm. And it's like, but just touch yourself. Realize that that's how you like to be touched. And that way, when you're with a partner, you can communicate that. It's sometimes hard to give negative criticism in the bedroom. It makes, it feels like an extra rejection. And sometimes, especially because you're so vulnerable, I mean, you're literally naked in front of somebody. And there's such a way that you can do it that it's like, instead of saying no, or I don't, or I don't like, you can be like, I really enjoy when you touch me like this and show them how you like to be touched. And it's like kind of a nice way of educating somebody about you and your body without actually having to be like having to say no or turn them down or be harsh about it. Um, Especially if your partner, when they receive criticism is a little bit um, can can close down, um, which happens sometimes. It's a really good way to go about it. You know, and cannabis can be, like I said, an excellent co-pilot during this whole discovery thing, because as we all know, as cannabis lovers, that it enhances our experience. I mean, if it enhances a meal, it enhances the music we're listening to, you know, it can enhance an experience you know it's going to be able to do the same thing if you're using it in a targeted way, like trying to Mm -hmm. have, you know, an intimate sexual experience with someone. And one of the things, because we'll eventually get to talking about, oh, hi, um, your (laughs) lubricant. But when you're having a moment and you, you know, microdose cannabis, it frees you up to talk a little bit more. So, you know, if you are like, okay, I want to have a more instructive sexual experience with my partner tonight and ask for what I want, sometimes taking a hit off of a joint or, you know, maybe putting a tincture in your mocktails gives you (laughs) a little bit more confidence to talk a little bit. And then you layer it by including, you know, a a muscle rub for massage and then, you know, a lubricant. So you can just like cannabis can be with you every step of the way. (laughs) Amen. Yeah. 
I love it. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the ways that cannabis can help improve sexual experiences. Yeah. So just like you're saying, I, I love cannabis so much. Um, and what's awesome about cannabis is that there's so many different ways to consume it. Um, and there's so many different experiences that you can experience from consuming it the specific way. So personally, I was an athlete. <laughs> I never really fully excelled at any of the athletics that I did, but I was an athlete growing up. So like for me, smoking is not, it doesn't, it doesn't jive with me. I'm just not, a, I'm not a smoker. Um, so I do like tinctures or edibles and that's the way that I consume. And what's cool is that sexually speaking, like that actually, you know, gives you a head high. So that gives you kind of the experience that you're talking about which is, you know, can relax you, can make you more open, um, can put you in a different state of mind, can make you really present, which is really amazing. I mean, and it also makes like, I love the way that it makes like the sensation of touch so euphoric. I mean, I could almost have an orgasm, like <laughs> when just somebody touches me, you know, makes everything so much, so much more sensitive. Um, you can also use it topically, which is what we do for Ojai. Um, cannabis is a great vasodilator, which means it increases blood flow. So the best way that I like to describe it is like um, when you smoke weed and your eyes turn red, the actual blood vessels in your eyes are increasing in size and the blood flow is increasing as a result. And with that increased blood flow, like that's how women have really strong, really intense orgasms. That's how obviously increased blood flow, that's how men get erections. Um, so increasing blood flow in that actual area is really helpful. Um, using a topical typically won't get you a head high um, if you consume it sublingually. So if you go down on somebody when they're wearing it, uh, you can potentially receive a little bit of a head high. Um, or if you use it anally, you can get a little bit of a head high as well. Um, so it, it's kind of really interesting how there are so many different ways in which cannabis can play into your life and can, you know, merge into your sex life to make it so much better. Yeah. And when you are using it as a lube, you will see like your clit will start getting engorged. Like it'll get big. Yeah. Like you're like, okay, yep, ready to go. This is working. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it's way more, and for anyone who doesn't know, like, it is way more sensitive for a woman. The vagina is the most absorbent part of the body. So men are like, well, I have the, a more intense experience. Well, yes, you will, but it's because your woman is having a more intense experience. Yeah, you know, it's very funny because that's like a very common question that we get asked by men is like, well, you know, what, what will I experience? Will it make me hard? Will it make me soft? And, you know, penis is skin and transdermally, it doesn't really absorb. So we always thought like that it wouldn't really do anything for the man, right? And, but we would talk to men and like nine times out of 10, a man would say that they had an enhanced experience. And we kind of thought, okay, exactly that. Like it's the woman is having such a heightened experience. That's why, right? If two men are using it, one would use it anally, they would have an enhanced experience. If two women are using it, both of them would experience the enhanced experience. You know what I mean? It's kind mm -hmm. of like all around mm -hmm. great. Um, but what we realized is that it's, yes, the, the woman is having such a heightened experience, so the man is also, but um, we actually, so there's a vibrator called the Lioness that has sensors on the side that records the pulsing of the vaginal walls during a sexual experience, and we actually have, like, data. So this is a graph of, like, just a water-based lubricant and then our Ojai cannabis lube, and basically what's happening is the pulsing of the vaginal walls are so much more intense, and we realized, like, I was talking to our doctor about this. She kind of explains why it works and what happens in the body. And she was like, well, yeah, that totally makes sense because the pulsing on a penis 
would feel so good. Certainly. <laughs> so yeah. actually, it does have like a benefit for the man too. We were like, we didn't even intend on that. We intended this to be a woman's enhancement product. But like, hey, look, this this it enhances a man's experience as well. Oh yeah, totally. Because those muscles are, I mean, you can feel that through your whole body. So yeah, yeah, he will definitely feel it on his penis a lot more. So the other thing to keep in mind is the, you know, when I was talking about, hey, microdose a little bit first, mm-hmm. if you need that piece, you know, if you need a little bit more confidence getting in there, the the thing, though, to keep in mind is that that dosing is really important because... THC connects with our receptors much more intensely than our endogenous cannabinoids. So, you know, the bliss molecule, anandamide and 2-AG, like that's what our body produces. THC is anandamide's doppelganger, but THC works a lot harder. It really gets in there. So if you smoke too much and you're a guy, you might not feel quite as into it you know so there is a, such a thing as overdosing yes. right before sex yes it's very funny the first time I ever really smoked weed where I actually got high because you know you try in like junior high but you don't actually like inhale like we did we, <laughs> we did the the Bill Clinton I didn't inhale uh, <laughs> but like the first time I did a vaporizer and I did a hit and I didn't feel anything right away so I did like six hits within a two minute period and I couldn't like move my arms. I couldn't move my legs. Like it's it it can be an actual uh, very unpleasant experience if you do overdose. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with cannabis and you don't kind of know how it interacts with your body and what your tolerance level is, you can very easily overdose because you know uh, five milligrams for one person could get them very high. For another person, that doesn't even they don't feel a thing, right? Sometimes people go all the way up to two hundred. I've heard people take a day, um, so it's kind of really important that you exactly like you said microdose and that you find something like if you're brand new to cannabis and you've never done anything like doing two point five milligrams and see how your body interacts with that. And also, especially if you do like an edible where you can control it a little bit more uh what your actual dosage is you just want to be careful because sometimes it doesn't hit your body for two hours right like it's uh so not to take another one and be like i don't feel anything um the good thing is if you do overdose there is a slight remedy nothing nothing bad will happen um the worst that will happen is you'll just go green so you'll throw up essentially um but then i have found black peppercorn is like the most effective way if you are too high and you no longer want to be high you take black peppercorn and you chew on it and it really does work hmm. um, that's beta caryophylline yeah 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 interesting i always just tell people to put cbd sublingually you know That'll to work too. Yeah. balance out the thc but i want to jump around to something else now so your lube has both cbd and thc in it now mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff that people have tried that are cbd lubes they don't have THC in them that way you know people can shop them in all 50 states my experience is never very good with a CBD lube now I think it's because the THC you know with the receptors just works better but I always love a lube that has both CBD and THC in it so let's talk a little bit about Ojai and why you chose to use both CBD and THC, why you chose, you know, silicone over 
uh, a water or oil base? Like, let's just kind of get in the weeds on that. Yeah, this is great. So we did about a year and a half of R&D and we did about 25 different formulations and I tried everything I could think of under the sun. We did just CBD, we did just THC, we did a mixture of both. Um, and we call this the perfect orgasmic mix of THC and CBD, which is so silly. But, um, you know, there are three basic types of lubricant. So there's water-based, oil-based, uh, and silicone-based. So we did a water-based lubricant initially. We did R&D on it. And you have to use nanotechnology for that, which actually tastes really bad. Bitter. Um, and it's bitter and it's chemically. And so our beta testing group was like, listen, um, so I had to like, I went down on my partner, which nine times out of 10, there's going to be some kind of oral component to a sexual experience. And so we want to account for that, right? Like, we don't want this to be just a product you can't use, you know, <laughs> it, it, you, we want to allow yes, for a thousand percent. <laughs> Otherwise, nobody wants it. Yeah. But like the thing is, is they were saying like they had to stop the session and brush their teeth. <laughs> and then like half the people didn't continue having sex because they were like, wow, you know, it was so it just tasted so bad. And the thing is, you can do like um, bitter blockers to help with the taste. You could also do add some kind of like a, a component that adds sugar to it to help with the taste. But obviously, if some if you're using something on your vulva and vaginally, I don't want to put any sugar, anything in there. Right. Yeah. And the onset time with the nanotechnology is about half because there is an onset time. Time, mm-hmm. right it takes about 15 minutes to a half hour and the onset time is like 7 to, to 15 minutes with the nano which is great right mm-hmm. a quicker onset is amazing but we just couldn't justify the taste and we couldn't find a solution to not having the taste um, so we decided not to go the water uh, based route oil based is not condom compatible and a lot of um, people use coconut oil as a base for lubricant mm-hmm. coconut oil can actually kill good bacteria as you know yeast can rise as a result um, it always gives me a yeast infection if anything coconut oil I just look at coconut oil and it's like <laughs> not today um, so we didn't want to use oil based and personally I really love the feel of silicone um, it's condom compatible uh, it feels really silky. Um, The molecules in a silicone um, lubricant are really uh, big, and so they never actually absorb. So that's why it's traditionally a very long-lasting lubricant, especially if you're going to have anal sex. Um, You can actually really hurt yourself if you use a water-based lube and don't properly reapply because water-based will be absorbed um, vaginally. The body will process that. So um, actually, I was just talking to my chemist, and he said that the body isn't practicing it. What it is is that it's... um, the water is being evaporated, which I think is fascinating. Hmm. It's a little bit of a difference. So for water-based, it's like, you know how, you, if, if, I don't know if you've used a water-based lube before, but if you yeah, apply it, it's been sometimes a while. it goes away. Yeah, it goes away and you're like, oh, I always thought that was the body absorbing it and processing it, but it's not. It's actually the product um, evaporating. Interesting. I didn't know that either. And yeah, I'm not a huge fan of the the coconut oil-based either because then everybody's like, oh, well, you know, I guess don't need a condom, whatever. And then you have this weird conundrum of having to have that conversation with someone. So like silicone based, I can use a condom. You don't have to not be safe to be able to experiment and have a different experience, that kind of thing. And especially right now, us all taking care of our own personal health. Like I'm all into personal sovereignty. Yeah, I love me first. You know, your experience... I'm all in for that, but first I need to focus on me. So, 
you know, making sure that you're making good choices for yeah. you. Because, you know, sex is a game of checkers and life is a game of chess. So don't yeah. fuck yourself over a game of checkers. Amen. And it's so easy in that moment to think nothing's going to happen. And then the next day to feel that remorse is, is, is not a fun feeling. Yeah. So now we know the benefits of the silicone-based. It's condom safe. It's waterproof. Let's talk about the cleanup because it doesn't go away. It does sit on your skin. And you may want to lay there and bask in the afterglow of multiple orgasms. But then we need to get up and clean up. Yeah. So just like, uh, you know, uh, urinating after your session is really important, whether it's a solo session or with a partner. I think that's always the key. I never have an issue if I urinate um, right after. And then, um, you know, we suggest to wash externally with soap and water. Uh, you can also use just like when that's something that we're in R&D on is like coming out with little towelettes that people can use to kind of wipe it off because it is waterproof. So it doesn't just naturally um you know, clean itself off, um, dissipate, evaporate, evaporate evaporate into the room. Um, so, so yeah, so you do want to make sure that you just urinate and then just what, you know, rinse with soap and water, um, or use a, use a towelette that's, you know, will efficiently get the silicone off. And uh, one thing to uh, note that's really important as well is with a silicone based lubricant, you actually can't use a silicone based sex toy. Uh, so what you want to do is you, if you want to use a silicone based sex toy, which I do all the time, you just put a condom on the sex toy. And, um, and what's so interesting is that you don't actually feel the condom on the sex toy. Like sometimes, obviously when you have sex with somebody and they wear a condom, you can feel it, but on a sex toy, you really don't feel it. And that protects your sex toy. You know, I gave up toys a really long time ago because they can desensitize your clit and then you're trying to be pleasured by someone else orally or with their hands or both or whatever and it's like um you can't get to the speed that you need to get to like it it just got crazy but I was also on antidepressants and a lot of things this was before I got off of big pharma and I just was like you know what I I want to have a a toy free environment so I know that I can do it with my hands then somebody else can too yeah, I mean, that's really smart. And that's actually something that we don't really talk about is there it there does become a little bit of reliance on a sex toy um, because it's so efficient, right? So if you've got five minutes and you need to go, that's a really great way to get off very quickly. Um, but it does desensitize. The really good part is that that, sen- that sensitivity does come back. So it's not a permanent loss. Correct. Um, but that is, I can that vouch is, for that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that is really, uh, I think that's beautiful self-awareness. Yeah. Well, and also it's like, I want to have an orgasm. I want to have multiple orgasms, and I want to feel accomplished. I want you to feel accomplished. I want all of us to feel good about having sex. So, yeah, you know, it's like empower your partner. Yeah. No, totally. Is there something exciting that we haven't talked about that you want to throw in here? Ooh. Well, our whole goal of our company is to enhance people's sex life through cannabis. So we just launched with the lubricant, but then we're in R&D for some really exciting products that are designed exclusively to do that, which I, I don't want to speak too much about yet because they haven't come out. But um, but I, I think that, you know, that's that's really the goal of our company is to make sure that the, the world is a more sexually satisfied place. Well, I agree. We need more of this. More love, less war. Um, And, you know, it's crazy, too, because I had read that women are two times more likely to experience issues with sexual function. And there's 
a lot of people that the bedroom piece, the intimacy piece, might be the part of their relationship that's broken. And in the beginning, men want to have sex way more than women. But then, of course, you know, when you get into your 40s, you want it way more than they do. So it's, you know, it's just important to talk about these things and to, like, understand what healthy sexual function is and like is it my libido that's fucked up is it my arousal like figure out where it's kind of off the rails so to speak and and not be afraid to talk about it I think that that's the key and I think that it's really funny because we're really excited to talk about our great sexual experiences but we're not so interested in talking about the ones that are not as satisfying right or uh, if something is happening that you don't know how to address or how to communicate. Um, and it's kind of all also tied into your relationship as a whole, if, if you're having uh, sex with a, a partner that's a long-term partner. Um, something that is an issue in your relationship could be showing up in your sex life, and you're not even aware that this is an issue in your relationship until you see it in your sex life, and you're like, oh, okay. It's just about giving ourselves, and this has kind of been the recurring theme in our conversation, it's about giving ourselves the comfort and the ability to please ourselves, to understand what we want sexually, to be really satisfied by ourselves sexually, and then bring somebody else into the picture. Um, I think that that is just like the the number one takeaway from today is really self-love, self-pleasure, really understanding our own bodies. Like I can't stress that enough because that's really when I started to have good sexual experiences because I had sexual experiences before, but I, you know, <laughs> not good. Um, and kind of understanding like our, our, our own kinks or our fetishes or what we enjoy and kind of exploring that some, some partners are not as comfortable um, exploring. And if it's, if you're with somebody that's not as comfortable, talk about like boundaries, right? Like some people just don't even, don't even talk about their sex life unless they're having it. <laughs> and then when it's less than satisfactory, uh, kind of maybe whispering to the girlfriends that this is less than satisfactory, but um, really talking to your partner, like setting aside time to really talk about like what you desire and seeing if they're open to exploring um, some some fetishes or kinks or some things that really excite you, I think is also really important. Yeah. And you know, that age old thing of like, well, if you don't love yourself, you can't love somebody else. Well, if you can't pleasure yourself, how do you expect somebody else to be able to pleasure you? So yeah, getting really curious. Being curious is fun. And, you know, whether or not you're exploring cannabis and sexuality with your partner or you're doing it on your own, like be playful about it. Like have fun. It's have not fun school. 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 Don't make it, you yeah. know, not is it going to smack you bitch. on the hand with the ruler. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. That's so funny. Yeah. I mean, it's that's yeah. Well, it has been a lot of fun chatting with you. So Lavinia is a California-based cannabis company. So those of you listening who live in California, you can get your own tube of Ojai. This is the California packaging. It's hard to see this light, but childproof. So I got to, but yeah. Got to push down and turn. Great, yeah, band, great branding. Very simple. I'm enjoying Thanks. it myself. We just came out with our travel vials, which is super fun. Oh, very nice. 
Very nice. So if people want to find Lavinia's product lineup in California, where do they go? So go to olavinia.com, so O-H-L-A-V-I-N-I-A.com, and go to Where to Buy. So we're in about 100 dispensaries in the state of California, so you can get it there. We also have a delivery app uh, with GoodTree. We actually have a promo that's uh, HAPPY20, in HAPPY in capital letters, 20 for 20% off of GoodTree. So definitely take advantage of that. They, they deliver all throughout the state of California. And we are actually, we touched on this a little bit earlier. Um, we are working on a hemp line just for broader distribution. So you're absolutely right. The THC, the cannabis is like 100%. It's biology. It's going to increase blood flow. It's going to enhance your pleasure. Uh, the hemp line is pretty effective too, though. I'd say it's about 80% is effective. So it's much better than just using a, a traditional silicone lubricant. And I would love to have you on our R&D. We, we are actively doing the formulation for it. So if you're interested, I would love to send you some samples and get your feedback. Certainly. I, I have opinions and I'm always happy to share them. <laughs> Amazing. I love it. Now, you know, the thing about having a hemp-based lineup, I'm just like, use the entourage effect then. Add a few more ingredients. Do something. And so with your cannabis lineup, is it equal parts THC, CBD, or is it proprietary what your percentage is? It's about two to one. So it's more THC than CBD. Uh, We did, like I said, every different formulation. So we did high CBD, low THC. We did equal parts. We did high THC, low CBD. We love the entourage effect. I really strongly believe in it. Um, And, you know, the THC does different things than the CBD. And we just found that that was the perfect formulation to have a little bit more THC, but still also have CBD in it as well. Right on. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Good luck to you with your next product rollout and with the hemp line. I love having this conversation. I was the same way when you talked about, you know, friends coming to you and asking questions, you know, back in my 20s, we'd just get together on the porch and I was willing to say things and experiment (laughs) with things and then come back and tell people. So (laughs) I love it. We all need that friends. Yes. So I hope I've been that to all of you listening today. And if I made you blush, I hope you were just in the car by yourself and not around (laughs) your kids. (laughs) Oh, geez, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have an explicit on my show, so everybody should know better. I dropped too many F-bombs to have kids listening. Katie, you and Alexa have been great. Um, We've been trying to have this conversation for about a month and a half. So thanks for bearing with me. I am recording today in Good Danny's studio in Lockhart, Texas. This is my new casually baked studio home. And this is my first recording here. So thanks for joining me. Oh, I'm so happy to be your first. Thank you so much for having me. I hope you're inspired to know thyself on a deeper level and to prioritize your pleasure. And while you're at it, share this podcast with your smoke circle. More satisfaction in the world helps us continue to elevate the consciousness of the planet. So live life to the climax and head over to the podcast 232 show notes at casuallybaked.com to learn more about Ojai cannabis-infused lubricant by Lavinia and to check out other offers from Casually Baked partner brands. By the time you hear this, I'll be on the road back to wine and weed country for a couple of weeks. 
That said, I'll be serving up a replay on Podcast 233, but it is a discussion certainly worth repeating. As always, if you want to connect or collaborate with me, email your messages, requests, or can of curious questions through the website, or DM me on social. When I'm there, I'm at Casually Baked on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, The Weed Tube, and Truth Social. However you decide to support our highly responsible cannabis movement, thank you for doing your part to Puff Puff Pass It On. This is a we had a time together. Casually Baked the Podcast was created, recorded, and produced by yours truly. Editing and sound design are in the capable hands of Jamie Humiston at PodConnects. The podcast theme music is by my highly talented friend Seth Walker. If you aren't familiar with Seth's music, you can find High Time on his album Gotta Get Back, wherever you're buying your music these days. I know he didn't create high time for me, but it sure as shit sounds like he did, right? I hope you'll tune in next time. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, I'm Gary, and I invite you to discover the Cannabis Podcast, a bi-weekly podcast focused on a Canadian's cannabis culture. I would be the Canadian, and my cannabis passion and culture has been building for five decades. I share that passion for this wonderful plant in every episode, through conversations with cannabis advocates and enthusiasts, stories about the ever-changing legal environment, and some hands-on testing of product in a segment I call Cultivar Corner. The Cannabis Podcast, a Canadian's cannabis culture, one toke at a time.